Hey, hey, welcome back to The Broker's Voice. I am super excited to have Dan Hyatt join me with Hyatt Consulting and Insurance in the beautiful Metroplex of Galesburg, Illinois. Dan, thanks for joining. Oh, thanks for having me, Andy. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, no, I'm excited for this conversation. Um, again, the reason I wanted to have you on, you've started to do some really good work on LinkedIn after being very hesitant about it about a year or so ago. So I, I would definitely want to talk about that journey. But before we get there, first question I love to ask everybody in our industry, Dan, is most of us did not get here by design. <laughs> How did you find yourself in the health insurance industry? Well, actually, I, I'm going to date myself. Back in the late 80s, I, I had a choice to make. I could either go to work at the local hammer factory or go to work for Prudential Insurance. Like literally making hammers? Literally making hammers, yeah. And... Prudential called me first. <laughs> so if not for that, I'd probably be all beat up from making hammers for 40 years, 30 years or whatever. So uh, just by chance, like a lot of people. That's interesting. Is that hammer, is that company still exist? It is. It is. Yeah. They make uh, like hammers for Stanley company and all okay. sorts of, yeah, yeah. It's so funny when you think about some of the manufacturing that exists, right? That like some of the things we never think about this actually started being manufactured at a plant, like hammers. Right. You don't think about a hammer manufacturing company. Well, listen, I, I feel very fortunate that that uh, kind of accidentally happened. Um, no, I was just That's a twist of fate. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so you've been in the industry for quite a while. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, you know, and what you're doing today with clients and looking back, you know, 30 some years ago, where have you seen some of the biggest evolutions or maybe what, what would be the advice you would give Dan Hyatt just getting in the industry? Um, probably if I had a, an overarching piece of advice for a young guy in the business, um, never take success for granted and never be complacent even when you're successful. It's, I, I, I think about this now and it's like, I think the reason I do some things well now is I've made so many mistakes in the past over, over 30 years. Um, I've made all the mistakes there are to make and I know what to do not to do those anymore, right? And I know the effect those effects those mistakes make or have. So um, I guess that would be the biggest thing for a young guy or a young Dan is, you know, don't get cocky, don't get complacent, stay humble, stay hungry. Um, and uh, just enjoy the business and do the right thing. for people. I, And I think you're a shining example of stay hungry and stay humble. Um, you're right. I think a lot of, I know I got sold on this when I was getting in the industry 20 years ago was, Hey, first by, by year three, here's what the average broker makes. And, and you just stick around long enough and you're going to have financial success. You're going to be able to do this, this, and this. No one really tells you though, that you have to stay hungry. Yeah, It's going to be hard at the beginning. And so that that's great advice. Yeah, thanks. yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's really easy to get complacent and it's a big mistake. So yeah, um, I try to be humble and stay, stay hungry and aggressive. Yeah, no, that that's exactly it. You know, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. One thing I love about what you're doing, you know, is you have really started to show up consistently on LinkedIn. Right. And I know at the beginning it was a challenge, right? You were very hesitant. Let's start there. Okay. When, when you and I started connecting and I said, Dan, you need to start showing up on LinkedIn more. You had started seeing some of your peers in the Galesburg market, yeah. Chris Byer, Chris Bowling do the, do, you know, mm -hmm. show up. 
what was going through your mind? Where, what was the hesitancy you had on putting yourself out there? Uh, the main thing was, could I be consistent enough to make it worth the investment? Uh, could I follow up with what you taught consistently enough to make it worth, worth the investment? And finally, I decided that the investment would make me be consistent. Right? It would, it would kind of force me to, to, Hey, I, I spent a fair amount of money with Andy and, and, I need to make it worth it. The only way to make it worth it is to be consistent with effort afterwards. Right. So, so when you started the consistency, yeah. talk about that. Like the first week you said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start putting stuff out on LinkedIn. I'm going to start creating content. How often did you start showing up at the beginning? Uh, once or twice a week, probably. Um, so you started simple. It started, yeah, baby steps. And I started basically with just things I encountered the week before. Right. I started telling stories about, and I still do that today. I, I'm not as structured as like CB squared. Those guys, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're more structured and look like they have things planned out. I kind of put on there what I've encountered maybe even yesterday with a client or prospect. So I'm just sharing stories um, about customer successes and challenges um, as I encounter them. And I mean, I encounter a lot of things. So the content has been fairly easy because yep. I'm just telling stories I've, I've dealt with over the last few days or weeks. But the power behind that, Dan, is this. People forget some of the most monotonous things that happen in our daily lives can be some of the most resonating types of content to post because everybody else has gone through the same thing. Yeah, sure. Sure. An example is, you know, I, I had a prospect tell me I hate insurance. I'm like, hey, that'd be a great thing to put on LinkedIn. And sure enough, it got more views than anything I've posted in a while that people can relate to that, right? We as Absolutely. advisors, we hear that all the time. Well, I'm here to try to make you not hate it, make the process better. So it's not something to hate, but something to embrace and, and, and use. But there was power in that, though, because you yeah. shared an actual conversation you yeah. had with somebody that said, Dan, I hate this stuff yep. because we know probably 80% of our prospects also hate this stuff. So you just hit a wide, a broad spectrum of our pro your prospect base with sure. that kind of post. That's what, and it read, I'm guarantee it resonated with them. Right, right. It did. And, and, uh, uh, like I said, I got more views on that than anything I've posted in, in, in a few weeks. Talk about this. Cause I think one thing you did is, uh, one thing you've done, which really, I believe set in motion that you are going all in on this is you went and had professional photos taken. Yeah. And you had them taken, not only just you in the office, you out and about, but you had them taken on uh, also around a passion you have. Right. So right. talk yeah. about that a little bit, how you've started. Uh, I'll let you share it, but how you started using one of your hobbies, your passions yeah. and, and started incorporating it into your LinkedIn content. Yeah, I mean, that was very helpful. And again, that was something you advised, right? Um, and struggled with how to connect it to anything going on in my life. And first of all, uh, the, the professional photograph idea was I've known a professional photographer in the community here for ages and I've used him before and he's really good. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'd like to throw some business this guy's way. And then I'm talking to you about, and I see what you're doing. You know, obviously you have a lot of great professional photographers. Uh, photographs that you put on LinkedIn. I'm like, I'm going to look like Andy. You know, that, that's good stuff. Um, so I talked to this guy and um, I also connected it. I'm, I'm a big CrossFit um, 
kind of fanatic, I guess you could say. By the and way, so, can I pause, Dan? Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. I hope I don't embarrass you. How old are you? I just, I'll turn 60 this year. I'm Turn 60. I want you to share this, if you will. <laughs> when you're in heavy CrossFit mode, what's your body fat? Uh, 9%. Guys, we're talking 60-year-old man CrossFitting with a 9% body fat. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's awesome, Dan. So, so talk about how you started incorporating the CrossFit into this. Well... It, there's a common thread, right? It, it's um, hard work, passion, okay, and accountability, really. Um, that's what I love about the CrossFit stuff from working out in general. Fitness in general is, is it's, it's hard work. Um, I have a passion for it, and it's connected to what I do in business. I try to connect it. Um, it goes back to that not taking things for granted, being humble, you know, always be passionate about it, always work hard. And the hard work pays off. You know, you don't get the 9% body fat if you don't do it, right? You got <laughs> to do the work. Um, so it's it's about work. It's about passion um, and things I love to do. And I love the insurance business, uh, believe it or not, after all these years. Um, I love my clients' prospects. And it just connected well with what I'm doing in business. So it was great advice that you gave. I, I, I encourage anybody who talks to you, find a connection to something you're passionate about in your personal life and connect it to business and it makes everything better, right? It makes, yeah. it makes it all make more sense to you and to your prospects and, and, and clients. Uh -huh. I think that's, that's the power of it right there is, you know, you've taken a personal hobby, a passion, woven business and life's lessons around it. Yeah. And that's the content in my opinion, that it, it resonates the most with your audience. Now, Talk about a couple of things I have questions around because there might be a broker listening in saying, okay, I want to do this. What does this look like? Yeah. If you're willing to share it, was it that expensive to get your photos done? No. I, I think I did uh, three sessions with like business casual clothes and in my office and then one session in, in the CrossFit gym. And I think it cost, it cost me less than $600. Yeah. But now you've been using those photos for months. Yeah. Yeah. I have been using them for months. I'm thinking about doing a couple more sessions with him because it's, it's a great investment just to freshen up the photos. So, oh yeah. Find somebody that's a good photographer and let them capture you in, in your, in your setting, in your life, who you are. And it, it's, it makes a huge difference. I think it's a, it's, it's a huge investment in my opinion. Yeah. It's a huge, and it's a great investment. It's not that expensive. And the point is, you got to take that? Nope. I'm okay. Um, it's a huge investment. Or I'm just, it's not that huge, uh, big of an no. investment. But at the same time, like you have a set of photos to use now that you've used repeatedly, right? But here's the yes. thing. The social media audience has a short memory. Sure. So if you take a photo that you posted today and a month later posted again, no one's going to remember. But now you've got the foundation of uh, content, the, the, uh, the pictures for your content that you can use for months going it's really, forward. It's a great step to take and it made it a lot easier to post and knowing I had that content, those photos to post with my content. So, and talk, I want you to talk about this a little, cause even when you started, you're like, Hey, I'm not getting much engagement. What's going, you know, should I even be doing this? But I think over time you have slowly started seeing the connection, the resonation. And you shared with me uh, recently that some of this content has really led to some good referral sources. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that for a second. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I think some of my clients have seen it probably more than prospects and the client it reinforces things with the clients that make them more comfortable referring yep. um, prospects to me. Um, I've kind of gotten a niche in finance, financial institutions and those bank presidents have seen my stuff on LinkedIn and, and uh, referred me to other bank presidents who also see my stuff on LinkedIn. And, and so it's kind of snowballed and, and helped me build a referral system um, and just reinforce everything I do uh, with those prospects and clients. So I don't know. It's hard for me to gauge directly. Have I won any business because of LinkedIn? Has anybody contacted me because of LinkedIn? But it sure reinforces things with with folks that they feel comfortable referring me to other people that I'm sure it's had a, a very positive effect. So well, and here's an unintended consequence you may not even realize your peers, right, that you're trying to attract, your prospects, excuse me, are, are probably roughly your same age, right? Yeah. They're presidents, CEOs, CFOs. Right. Seeing your content, especially the the uh, CrossFit content, that might be inspiring to them. They're like, man, Dan's in that kind of shape at our age. I need to, I need to start focusing on it myself. Yeah. Yeah. That That's one of the reasons I did it. And I, I've even started a Fitness Friday uh, segment on LinkedIn to kind of focus on that. Um, uh, so I, I'll post here shortly, uh, fitness Friday post on mobility, you know, older guys gotta be, gotta worry about their mobility. So this week's awesome. post is about mobility, but yeah, I, I I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that does inspire people and they're like, Hey, I'm going to do business with that guy because he's got it together. Right. Absolutely. That, that to me, that's a, again, an unintended consequence of that. I know not every post you put out there is about CrossFit, but no. when you see a guy your age getting after it still, don't think for a second, your prospects aren't seeing it saying, man, if that guy does that in the gym, what's he going to do for our account? That's, that's my hope. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happens. So let's go into a little bit of a lightning round, Dan. Let's let, let's yeah. let the audience get to know Dan high a little bit. Okay. If Dan Hyatt were not a benefit advisor, what's he doing today? Oh, gosh. Um, I probably own a gym. I, I would say that's a very, very reasonable answer. I almost, I almost bought a gym um, 10 years ago. Um, oh, nice, it, nice. It didn't happen, and, but yeah. If I were to talk to some of your friends, your peers, what would they say your superpower is? Oh, resilience, I suppose. Um, I think uh, just over the years, I've, I've been pretty resilient. Um, you know, we can't control the things that happen to us. I know it's a cliche, but we can control how we respond to the things that happen to us. Um, so I, I think resilience, probably. I couldn't agree more. That resilience and consistency are the ones that speak to my heart because yes. to me, that's the secret in ingredient to success today. So I love that answer. Yeah. Um, if you could take one vacation, where are you going? I'm jealous of you, man. I love, I love Colorado. Um, You're not going to be jealous today. It's cold, snowy, windy. Yeah. I wouldn't be so jealous today. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of the Valley that Salida sits in Salida and Buena Vista and, and Leadville, that Valley through there. Um, more 14 uh, in that Valley than anywhere else in Colorado. And um, I love that area. I love the hike. Raft, rafting the Colorado or rafting the Arkansas River, right? Um, I think uh, Amy and I went to Buena Vista in October, and I think that's a hidden gem. Oh, I, I, I think 
it's it's a cool town. It's got some great restaurants. Got the Arkansas River right there. Got the the collegiate peaks, which are all fourteeners, fourteen thousand foot peaks right there. Yeah, it it is a def. I definitely feel like in our state, it's an underappreciated valley. I also, by the way, technically gets the most sunshine in Colorado. Yeah, I. That's one of the reasons I like it. Is it's it's not overrun with people like Estes Park. I love Estes Park. Right, just overrun with tourists. You go to Buena Vista, Leadville, Salida. It's a little more laid back, and it's right on the Arkansas River. It's the collegiate peaks there. Um, I've hiked up a little bit up Mount Elbert, the highest peak in Colorado. Um, not all the way to the top, but um, yeah, that's I. That's my vacation. That's yeah, it's a beautiful spot for sure. Two more questions. I was just at the Ascend conference. Yeah. And a lot of people there are trying to make some positive change for the industry. If there was one thing you could change about the health insurance industry, what would it be? Oh gosh, that's that's. Um, I, I the first thing. Let me. How about, how about I spin the question? Yeah. If there were an employer listening, and they say, "Dan, I know my health insurance plan's a mess, but we don't even know where to start." What advice would you give them? <sighs> I think the first thing I, I would do, and the first thing I've gotten a couple of new clients lately, and and I've found that their employees understand nothing about their health plan. Okay, so we can we can fix the health plan, but if we don't communicate it to the employee, the user, it's a worthless fix. So I I would say spend more time, spend more time investing in in educating your your employees on the system, on how to use the system. I agree. You can't fix your cost until the employees understand how to use it. Make them better consumers of healthcare and everything gets better. There's a lot of technicalities we talk about, about how to structure the health plan and make it better. But the first thing that comes to my mind is, hey, make, make your employee better consumers of healthcare. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Last question. What is one thing the listeners in uh, listeners to this episode Almost no one that's watching or listening knows about Dan Hyatt. What's one thing almost no one listening knows about Dan Hyatt? Um, I actually love to sing. I've, I've sung in choirs. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I won't. I won't force you to break out in song right now. No, no. Uh, but yeah, that's one thing I love to do. I took voice lessons for a while, private voice lessons. Um, so, ah, gosh, maybe I'm a real well-rounded guy after all these years. I like music. I like CrossFit. I like to sing. Um, so, yeah, that's probably a lot, something a lot of people don't know. Is well, Dan, I think we have phase two of your your next LinkedIn content. Maybe we need some more. Me- we, now, we now need to start seeing some melodies come from you. You know, I've seen some guys you work with that do music stuff, and they're better than me. So. <laughs> Maybe we'll, I'll think about it. Well, if there's a, if there's an employer listening in Dan that wants to reach out to you and connect with you or a broker, maybe that's inspired by what you're doing with your content. Yeah. What are, what are the easiest way to get a hold of you? Uh, uh, Dan at Hyattinsurance.com is my web, is my uh, email. Uh, and that's H I E T T. Yeah. Insurance.com. Dan Hyattinsurance.com. Um, my LinkedIn page has all my, um, that's probably my first point of content. I'm I'm upgrading my website, which you've advised me to do. So that's in the works. Um, but probably the LinkedIn page is a great connection point in my, in my email. 
Awesome. Well, Dan, I want to tell you, like, I'm proud of you because knowing where you started, where you were hesitant to even get on LinkedIn and knowing where you are today, consistently showing up, good photos, good stories, good copyright. You are, you are, uh, you are a shining example of putting in the work, my friend. So one, thank you for doing that because you should be proud of that. You're welcome. Hey, I was kind of a mess when I first met you and you helped, um, send me down the right path. And, uh, hopefully it's, hopefully it's working. Well, and everybody else that's listening in, take Dan's uh, words of wisdom. He was right where you are. He was hesitant. He didn't know where to start, and now he's showing up every day. So when you get that clarity of what the game plan is, it creates that confidence. When you get the confidence, you take massive action. Dan, you're doing that. Everybody else, it's time for you to do the same. So, Dan, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for everybody having me. Everybody else, go make it happen. Have a good All weekend. Right. Thank you.